With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty DeFaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. As it seems more and more often, it's just Monty, because no Faro, we know he's gone, and I don't even want to discuss this weekend, but we might. We might get into it, but I kind of have a combination of two guests right here. I got cheerleader Melissa and the great Paul London, so thank you for joining us. Um, so we had a great conversation. So we just might as well continue. And I usually do a little. I usually do a little news items first, and maybe right. we'll get that. But we're talking about generations. Yeah. We were. So let's let's start before we identify what generations we all are. Um, let's talk about the present generation in today's society. And what did we, Melissa? What did we say they were? Oh, we said there were a lot of things. Well, yes, yes. This can go any direction right now. <laughs> but what what were they called? Oh, Generation Alpha. No, they're not. Why not? I mean, that, but alpha. I'm just saying that's not. Are you, are you no, it's, working me? Or it's, is no, it's Generation a, Alpha. What's is the, the generation. definition of Generation Alpha in terms of uh, if you can give me the starting date? Yeah, of what's that? the starting year? I will, yeah. I, I will give the, you that information. What are the characteristics? Like the loser I am, I, I took it down, but what are the, we will what get are the it ambiguous up. characteristics of this generation? Listen, before we start, there's no big words here. I've got Gorp the Grappler on the table. I, I don't even know what ambiguous means, all right? Do you know what Gorp means? <laughs> oh my god all right hold on i'm getting there man i'm getting there um, um, oh no not paul checking god. the host <laughs> i um, like your i like your sponsorships what do you like uh how manly they are they're very manly are those spices this is spices yeah, yeah. We, listen okay. we're easy here we've got Look at the spices hot and sauce, wine. spices is wine is it, have you tried the hot sauce is it hot it Hence the word hot sauce. Yeah, I guess so. Well, come on. Like, you've had hot sauce that you thought wasn't worth a piss, and people are like, I can't touch it. That's going to, no, I can't. That'll ruin my day. And you're thinking, well, what? I, this I don't, you know, as, we talk, orange as we're talking about generations, right, it, you can't really judge me because as you get older, everything gets harder. So right, you're like your, your tongue, you're, you're, getting, like, you, you're, you're feeling a bit offended right now and just a bit victimized. And, I'm a little victimized. Okay, so oh. in fact, I, I mean, might fall. Okay, well, ready? Being the alpha that you are, I mean, I imagine no, you don't, right that's, that's not generation. Generation Alpha has not been officially categorized as a generation, but is known to have been born at, from 2012 on, and that seems fair. Yeah, I mean, that was a really shitty movie. All right, so that's what... <laughs> what, Generation Alpha? No, 2012, wasn't that with the, the end of the world movie with uh, John Cusack or something? Or... I don't know if it was 2012. Was it, I don't know. Oh, wait, what was it? You want me to look that up, too? It took okay, me five so hours just to find this. It was Jake Gyllenhaal. It was 2012. 
Really? Uh, oh, the one where it snows yeah. and the wolves so are running Jim around. Hall, right? was that was awful. It was John Cusack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. CGI wolves or some shit. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> How many times did you watch that movie? I don't think I've ever seen Isn't it. Isn't that the day? I thought that was the day after or something. Was it 2012? It was like the day after, wasn't it? Maybe Day After Tomorrow is yeah. the John Cusack one. 2012 is Jake Gyllenhaal and Dennis Quaid, That's maybe? the same one, right? No. Isn't Quaid his father or something like yeah, that? Yeah, but that's that's 2012. That's 2012, okay. Yeah, and they hole up in like a library or something yeah. and they all like freeze. And then the door gets open and like all of a sudden they get like some people yeah, get the, frozen but they close the door yeah. and everybody Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's the best part. <laughs> wow. That and CGI wolves. And then some executive was like, you know what? I think we need to remake. Was it Call of the Wild or White Fit? What was that terrible? I think I think you're pissing uh, Melissa Harrison off right Ford now. I think her movie. husband might have worked on that movie. All right, you got to show a little bit of respect. 2012 with Harrison Ford CGI wolves. Was that Call of the Wild or Wild? I don't know, what man. I, I didn't think I'd ever find someone that oh. found worse movies than I have. I don't even know what you're talking about right As now. As a descendant of Jack London, I was appalled. <laughs> Wow. This reincarnation. Are you a descendant of Jack London? I am actually. He is, a, from what I understand, he was adopted. But <laughs> was that the idea that behind the gimmick? Like you were supposed to be some kind of wolf boy or something like that? Me? Yeah. Wait, what with the fur coat? Paul London, Jack London. I'm figuring maybe it's like some kind of wolf Weird connotation. Wolf boy, but there's other. He has other other tall tales. I'm shaking you up right now. Look, calm down. It's all right. Nothing. Yeah, you are. You're, you're tripping over your words right Look, now. Look, Gen A. You're not. You're not <laughs> doing anything. Come on. So that's a. the other issue I have with this Gen Alpha nonsense. Let's go. Like, go alpha seems like such a uh... alpha, like yeah, strong. But, like, but it's used in such a. Like a weak argument by people online, especially where they're like, oh, nice job, beta. Uh, like impl impl implying that they're an alpha right. or something. And like, you know, it's like, that's that's an alpha move right there. It's just, it, it's so bro-y um, that, it, you know, it's like, it, like I would never say bro. I'm just going to say it's brother. fraternity vibes. I'm right. going to say brother because to me that's, that's more sincere than bro. Bro, you could say bro to somebody that you have an issue with. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing, brother, if, especially in pro wrestling, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> brother is yeah, like... Yeah, everybody oh, says that. Not, yeah. Brother. But brother. <laughs> either which way, I just... I, I don't know. Alpha is like a... It's such an... To me, it's... I wouldn't be... It's like such a UFC terminology kind of thing. Does that make any sense? No, it but you... It feels like to me. Yeah, but that, yeah, that's yeah. it, though. It's yeah. super bro-y, right? Oh, like, yeah, hey, yeah. Let's take our shirts off and, like, put some butt on our chest and, like, just fucking wrestle and see who can fucking just it's survive. Like yeah, generation douchebag. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, these <laughs> fucking shorts are... Getting, generation douchebag. These, these shorts are getting in the way. I'm going to take my shorts off, guys. I think you, I suggest that, too. Let's all do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are alphas. <laughs> I get it. That's what I think of when I think of alphas. And guys are like, I'm fucking out. You know, this fucking beta cooks. <laughs> But fuck it, I'm not going to get a job, though. Yeah, fuck that I'm shit. I'm going to work off the government. Fuck that shit, man. I scooped ice cream for a fucking whole shit. Man, share. listen, you I don't even know. You know what I'm going to do, bro? I'm going to quiet quit. Oh, fuck. I'm so going to quiet quit on them. Yeah. I'm going to quiet quit all over their fucking faces. Look, I'm a bit older than you guys, right? A Way bit. older. I get disturbed what I watch on social media now. Like, I'm attracted to it, but I'm disturbed, right? Like, if you go on Twitter, there's something called, like, Fight Me, and it's, like, people sending in people getting like destroyed on the streets and i'm like I don't get it. it's like Are what picking the fight Did so you... so it's i guess people send in like you you're having a fight with melissa right and i'm some dude on the side of the street and you're beating melissa up right they don't jump in and so melissa's bloody and she's knocked out and the person's still just it's kicking them and, and doing it and they sit there and they're like, whoa dude whoa he's killing her man oh so you're saying if that was really happening no, it's really happening. Like, it's on social media. It's, okay, no, it's, I'm confused. Is there a group that stages a, these fights? No, it's not. It's from all over the world. Any fight, they send it into FightMate, and FightMate posts Got it, got it, got it, got oh, it, got it, got it. Okay. okay. So it's called FightMate. Got it. And, you know. You it's like America's Funniest Home Videos, but it's... But it's not funny. Uh, yeah, it's, it's almost disturbing. It depends on your, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, it's, it's, I really it's didn't know this was a thing. It's X now, right? But... But I sit there and I go, has this been society forever and we just didn't see it because there was no social media? Or are we just this messed up that we think it's okay to watch people get pummeled to unconsciousness on the street? 
I mean, oh, no. is it any different than the Roman Colosseum? Yeah, but we're not we're not in Rome anymore, man. Right? It's like no, it was supposed to be a better human society. Nature of yeah, but those are paid events. I guess. I, I mean, think does it's that more make a of a status thing, you know. But I'm not, you know, because why are they recording this shit in the first place? So they can jack off to it later? Probably not, but some of them probably. But so they can post it and share it and all this stuff. So it still becomes, uh, hey, I was there. Mm -hmm. It's still a status thing because they're still going to upload that and post that so they can get likes and attention and, 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 and spiritual facials, right? So it's, um, they're still, it's, it's it's a spectator thing but that's there's a status involved with that yeah they posted to get a reaction i mean how many people are like well how many followers do you have i that is like the most insignificant thing in it it means it, it's 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 the absolute currency for so many people you know it is the currency yeah it is yeah it is yeah, yeah. so this is filming this I'm working. I'm working because somehow this is actually going to put money in my <laughs> I'm pocket. I'm working. I'm, I'm in the office. Dude, that reminds me someone of someone that... Someone goes to break so it up. Hey! That reminds no. me of someone that thought they were working for me this weekend. They were working. <laughs> That's what they, that they claim was happening. They were working. They got work. I didn't think they were working. No, they're going to get worked, all right. Uh, but anyway. Uh, oh, my God. Does that make sense, though? No, you know, it makes like a, a lot of you know, sense, yeah. but I guess my point to you is... Think of the people who weren't at the Coliseum in Rome. Think of the people who weren't a part of that, which, like, the whole society would like that was that was the celebration right that's where everyone ascended to but like think of the people who weren't a part of that like how, how much lesser they felt than the people who got to witness this stuff you know um so i mean again you're missing out if you're missing but, out right but guy, like first to know here's the problem i feel like me personally i don't know what the rules are anymore there were rules because i'm from generation x we we're taught rules, The rules right? changed when cell phones and all... And all and, and but there are no rules. Like, you don't know what the rules are anymore about anything. Because they continuously change. Yeah. It's like, uh, what is that line in MacGruber? Where he's like, the games, the... Or he's like, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Where he's I like, think so. Oh, what did he say? He's like, uh, I'm not in that game anymore. He's like, the game changed. He's like, but the rules are the same, or the rules have changed. It's something like right. that. I've totally butchered it. Just, uh, fuck me. God. Anyways. Well, they keep changing as, like, they do. as technology evolves. Yeah, they move the goalpost or whatever the fuck they but have to do. But does it, do, does right? it form it's... a better society? I mean, Melissa, <laughs> right? <laughs> what are you? You're, you're married. <laughs> you're married, right? I don't uh -huh. know if you have children no. or if you plan on having children. But... When you look at society as a whole now, do you think we're in a in a, in a worse place and it's going to get worse? Uh, I, I I don't know. I, you tell I me. I don't want it to. I don't want it to get worse. I mean, gosh, there's some bad areas, that's for sure. But I really don't want it to get worse. You know, I just and I try not to like be on social media so much and like surround myself with that because you know I want to be in an area and a neighborhood where I'm not like surrounded by that kind of drama all the time you know i don't want to this is a really hard subject to look at because i mean you bring up so many good points again and you're in wrestling right yeah. and you you've got to be out there right and, yeah and you know to be fair and i'm yeah. again attractive woman you've got to kind of put yourself out there a little bit because you want to bring the fans into the wrestling right sure you know, you, you look really nice, and then Paul dresses up in wolf outfits, but there's a difference what that goes on. What is the wolf outfit? <laughs> oh, poor Paul. <laughs> but I guess, you know, the, the, I, I guess my point I'm trying to say is, like, you know, where do we draw the line on, on these things, and then when does it become uncomfortable for you, right? I can only imagine what, you know, what, what fans say yeah. on the positive and the negative. I mean, how right. does that affect you? Because, like, again, there's no rules. Everybody feels like they can say anything to anybody. That's true, and that's true. There are no rules. Um, but a lot of times um, I try not to – if I don't want to be surrounded with that, I just don't open the door for it, you know. Um, I think one of, like, my pet peeves, you know, with a lot of 
people on social media or like wrestlers or even like some of my friends to begin with is that like when fans or mean fans do respond or do bash they respond and fight back and they feel like they have to defend themselves and i'm like what are you defending yourself from a person with zero followers only for you to get a reaction <laughs> like the fact that this like nobody got a reaction out of you know somebody who's supposed to be a, a star and and now you know and made their i mean why you know like <laughs> like absolutely why i mean that's there's a mute button for a reason you know right there's a mute button and just don't i don't give anybody attention when you give somebody attention then it just kind of elevates them and it elevates their online presence you're only helping them in the bigger picture so don't be a part of helping these losers that try to create a reaction out of you you know, I, th I think, you know, yeah, there are no rules, but you have to kind of set your own boundaries, you know, and kind of create your own space where you feel comfortable and, you know, feel comfortable in your standards or your morals and whatnot, you know. I mean, on, like, for example, like Twitter, like if anybody, my favorite thing to do, obviously, not only, not just the mute button, but if somebody is following me and wants to get mean, I will first block them and then unblock them and then mute them. Because what I don't like about Twitter is that when you block somebody, it you can go to their account and you'll see that they're blocked. Right. Or that, yeah, you can see that they blocked you. And I absolutely hate that because then that's more attention. That's an opportunity for them to screenshot that, post that. Oh, that's that, right. Like, oh, they, look who blocked me. Yeah, yeah, oh, ha, 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 look who blocked me. But if you block them and unblock them, now they're no longer following you and then you hit the mute button. Hmm. So now you don't know. Right. Yeah, so now if they go to my page, they don't know that, you know what I mean? They would actually have to see that, oh, I mean, I'm not it, following that person anymore. At the anymore. same time, yeah, blocked you. Fuck off. Like, I don't, yeah. like, I could have blocked you because I saw you bought your blue star and was like, you're a fucking nerd. Like, <laughs> yeah. block. Like, I don't know. Just, I don't know. Like, whatever mood I'm in, I don't know. I get, yeah. I get in that mood. Like, we're all going this spree where I'm like, anybody who's bought their As blue star. Blue check mark Yeah, but they blocked. have like 50 or like three followers. I'm like, nice job. Like, I don't know. Hey, you, yeah, because I... You blocked I, me. I heard... Yeah, don't worry. That was a long time ago. That's before I even came on here. Um, actually, I should have been like, that's what I was just doing. You know, I'm just, I was looking for the quote, and I that couldn't find it, funny. so I, I, I won't phone it up anymore. That was rude. Uh, you should have asked a Gen Xer to find a quote for you. He would have found it for you. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. If you were in the Gen Xers. Early might, 80s, yeah. Come on, I am. It. All right? But no, but I go ahead. Go, go, go back Paul. to the blocking. I know. I want to claim it, too. We, we got it. We're good. Uh, I, yeah. I'm still don't claiming worry. Gen X. I don't care. So, Melissa, I, I put in to the Gen X family, if you could come in, I just got the results you're in. Get the fuck out of here. Paul, oh, yes. sorry. I put in two requests and you've still been bouncing. I'm trying to do my best here. You're a Gen Beta, dude. I told you, man, I'm Gen old. Gen I'm Gen, so I'm gen yeah. almost dead. Haven't seen you in the octagon. <laughs> Listen, See you I'll just the lay that like a, the fat well I am. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah. But <laughs> you guys are funny. Um, so they don't want to work. Uh, no <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't think we could get banned for saying that. I mean, what is well, the no. state? Of, well, what is the state of this country, where we can't even get people to work anymore? Do you think it's like the excuse of like, well, I'm scared to be exposed to people right now? Is that does that excuse still fly? The only excuse I would ever give anyone not to work is if someone said to them in a restaurant that they were having a five hundred dollar dinner. Are you my friend? If that person did that, I would definitely say I'm right. not working. Who's to say what could happen to your Exactly. Yeah. I mean, God forbid someone wants to be a friend, but that's okay. Right. It's all right. 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 I get it. Right. Don't work if they want to be your friends, right. but go ahead. Wanted to make sure that I digress. the tab was paid for. Yeah, it's – the whole thing's just – yeah, it's a sticky situation. You know, Melissa, that's what they call passive-aggressive comments. I like to use those every so often. Uh, yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. know where you're coming from, but they know where you're coming from. Yeah. Some other people go, I don't even know what the guy's talking about. It's good right. stuff. But I do, and that's all I really See, matters. yeah, I'm a loving fan of, like, I'm my indirect. one follower of me. 
Yes. I get my jokes, and that's all that really matters. Hey, and I'm a big fan of indirect statements, you know, in indirect quotes, you know, and just let people translate it however they however they want to. No, absolutely. Yeah. I totally yeah. got it. Yeah. Totally got it. You can only lead a horse to the forest. <laughs> but you can't force him to drink. But then the forest must travel within the trees and look for a stream itself. And then teach itself to drink. Wasn't that from the movie after 1937? After water. Uh, 2013. Okay. It's a sequel to 2012. It's a CGI horse, actually. And the forest is a green screen. Actually, I think they shot it here. <laughs> that's right. Right over there on that yeah. green screen. Yeah. No, that's hey, look. Sick. Like I told you, anyone could be anything. We This could be a movie studio. If it you is. want it to be. Yeah. It could be. Or you could call it a... A hole in a wall with some foam on the walls or something. Whatever you want to call it. I mean, that's mm -hmm. sick. I like foam. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, know. that's a good thing. I think, uh... I think <laughs> all right. So here we go. The country, we're all... What can fix this country? Love. <laughs> Smilex. 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 What is that? Smilex. From <laughs> Batman? <laughs> no. I don't uh, know. The Joker, like, putting all the chemicals. Oh, is that what that was called? Smilex? I think so. Damn. Smilex. Uh, Smilex. I think Smilex. Yeah, I'm going right? to figure that out. Am I? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, Smilex is for your... Uh, Smilex was the Joker's code name for the poison that left... Damn, dude, that's pretty good. Wow. Did I just You're admit to with movie references. plotting a genocide? <laughs> I think you might have just, I think that's what you, that was a passive aggressive comment, I guess. You did just say that. Wow. Uh, Do you know what the Joker's based on? Let's change the subject. Wow. While staying in the same ballpark. I think this channel just got shut down. Good job. You did it. Oh you found God. the hole. You found the loophole. What was that conversation earlier? What not to say? What not to get canceled <laughs> on? Things not to say to keep us on the air? Oh, come on. I'm horrible. So, know. Melissa, let me ask, ask you this. Your, your husband is in, a, in an area where, you know, it takes a lot of um, knowledge and a lot of skill. What are, what are his thoughts that now everybody thinks they could do what he does? Right, he's probably done this for a long time. He's gotten really solid training at it, and now. Are you talking about my husband? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. What I is his that. feelings about like now that everybody else thinks they could do what he does? I'm assuming, right? Gosh, I don't don't know if I had this conversation right now. I mean, I had this conversation with him. Um, I mean, with the industry that he's in, uh, we're happy that the strike is over. Yeah. Because that affected a lot. That affected a lot of people like what he does. Uh, in the in the business you know stuff wasn't getting produced and there's a lot of people um out of work or not making any money right now it's just affecting all these other companies associated with uh the movie industry like you know what he does like in vision media it's telling earlier um you know vision media is they're like a business to business um basically video online That's distribution cool. you know so anybody if you ever received uh you know movies to vote on like for award season or the oscars or something like that companies hire vision media to send out to distribute no yeah to distribute movies to yeah, everybody with uh, credentials yeah so you probably received content yeah. from my husband's company cool. <laughs> if that's you ever cool. voted on any of that yeah, so the yeah the screeners yeah, yeah with screener awards and stuff like that so no um yeah we're that's happy so the strikes cool. are over so things should be looking a little bit better now. Do you think, do you think like in, t like I always question that type of thing too, right? It's like, it was, it was, a, it was an actor strike, right? And a writer strike. Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I kind of have a problem when like actors go on strike or baseball players go on strike or football, like, you know, I mean, let's bring it to wrestling, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we have some of the older guys in here, and then uh, we, we're having a conversation, like, with the Nasty Boys um, mm -hmm. about GoFundMe pages, for example. There's a million GoFundMe pages, and, you know, I'm not trying to be rude, but, like, when I see, like, a famous pro wrestler who made millions their entire life, all of a sudden 
gets of age and something happens and they're plugging out a GoFundMe page to pay for, you know, I, I guess I, I, I personally have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what are you guys' thoughts about that? Like, you know, actors going on strikes, GoFundMe pages, things like that. Gosh, I mean, I could just go, I feel like that can go a million directions and it just depends on, I think it just kind of depends on the situation, you know. I take, see. Take I see a couple thousand directions. Yeah, a couple thousand for sure. I mean, I think about, um, you know, who's that kid from, um, you know, Breaking Bad? Um, you know, he was just like in support of like the strike and like felt like he need to make more money, but he made like half a million an episode, and yet, yeah, he felt like he needed to make more off of like the you know the streaming content. You know, now the shows are going to streaming and. You know, they felt like, it's just like, dude, you made half a million an episode, you know? Like, why, you know, I, I, I mean, I see, you know, I see what you mean. I'm, I mean, I'm definitely more sympathetic to the ones, you know, the workers that are, like, not in that position to, you know, if they need a little bit of help with a... Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, the healthiest thing that can come out of it, aside from... Um, ramifications, working conditions, whatever, you know, that agreement ultimately is. Uh, but I think, you know, not to sound too corny, the, the healthiest thing of all of it is um, the unification amongst the artists. Um, because, you know, I think when you take an A-lister, an A-plus lister in a sense, that some, you know, could consider, uh, is it Aaron Paul? Is that who you're talking about? I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's, it, it speaks to his character as well that he's not going to sit there and pay, think, like, <laughs> well, I got my money, like, sucks for you guys down right. there. He's like, no, like, I've been there. Like, I know that sucks, and I, I get where these guys are in the trenches because if there's one misconception about, actors uh that is should be obvious it's that and it's similar to wrestlers it's like no matter what if you've been on tv in any realm i mean i'm not talking about um i mean in some trailer parks maybe even you'll think if you see someone as a background actor like just on tv like there's something about the weird screen this magic screen right if they appear on there then like they're rich or they're successful, right. or they're, you know, and, it, and, it, and it's it, like it couldn't be further from the truth. But I you mean, know, because like the percentage of actors that actually make a living acting, right? <laughs> I think it goes back to the actual contracts, though, like the actual yeah, no, I the agree. Actual, the, I the, agree. the agreements right from the get-go. But the the good, com the great comment you guys made, right? That the the high-level actor unified with the lower-level actor, and so that unification was right. something to be proud of. So now I'll roll into something. I, so why aren't wrestlers like that? Because there would would have been opportunities. I'm assuming at some point within these generations that you could all bond together and unionize well, instead heard, of being you, an independent you've heard contractor. The, the Jesse Ventura stuff. Have you heard that? Like, well, yeah, of course. Okay. But and I'm sure it was tried afterwards. But why do you think? wrestlers can't seem to get their act together and unify or become unionized? Uh, uh, and that's a great question. Um, I think you're working in different conditions, uh, you know, where on, say, a production, um, unless it's, you know, and I'm not too sure if the, the stagehands, I would imagine. See, so like when WWE travels, they hire out local stagehands that are, those are, they're part of a union, I would imagine, right? Mm -hmm. Those yep. local stagehands. Okay, yep. so like they're, they're part of that. Um, the actual employees, um, they're taken care of, right? It's really down to really just the wrestlers, the cattle that are the, the uh, supposed What's it called? Um, independent contractor. Mm -hmm. Can't work for anybody else, but you're an independent contractor. Yeah. Right. So, right. Uh, we want your first, second, and third born, uh, but you're an independent contractor. Um, so it, you work uh, for us, so you get whole, no health benefit benefits, but yeah. you're an independent contractor. <laughs> it's um, it's a nasty circus, 
you know, I mean, it's a nasty circus, and we're the animals, and um, there's nothing else like it. And y you get you get that it's not a bug. It's um, I mean, it's an it's a disease. Um, you know, the, elaborate uh, a little more. What's the disease? The the love. That's, that's so once you taste it, it, you just can't get away from it. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Um, you can take the. You can take the wrestler out of the ring, but you can't take. You can't take the wrestler out of the wrestler. You can't take the ring out of the wrestler. Well, I totally get it. I totally get it. Let's speak more about you guys as wrestlers. Um, as a wrestling fan, you you know you, you look at the wrestlers and you have your families, right? Your mm -hmm. outside families, where life is a struggle there, and then you have your inside families. Um, how do you deal with all the trials and tribulations, deaths, backstabbing? pressure of being a wrestler i mean i'm, I'm hitting you with a really no, blanket good. statement because there's so much like on melissa's end being a female is got its whole pile and paul you on the other hand right what is what does a wrestler go through maybe is the better question so the fans really understand so and I'm going to hand it right back to you guys. As a fan, I look at you guys and I said, these guys are our heroes. They're very talented. I love everything about them. But let's not get crazy. They hit the ring for 10 minutes and then they're traveling and, you know, they live this blessed life. Straighten me out. Straighten you out. <laughs> you need straightening. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> You're one bent son of a gun. I mean, it, you know, it's a balance. Um, it's a balance. It's a juggling act, um, especially being away from our families um, long periods of time. I, you know, I can think of uh, one hard time where, uh, you know, I was in Japan for several months, and I had. Uh, family members pass away and you know and it's difficult not to be there um, and to support the other family members that need the you know need help with getting their lives back together you know after a loved one goes away um, you know and anybody that's you know ever lost someone and had to been basically you know responsible for that person's life post-death um, can certainly understand how, you know, how traumatic and how much drama that brings to the table and um, how deaths in the family can certainly tear families apart. And, and uh, to experience that, you know, while not even being in the country, um, you know, it just, it's hard. It brings like a lot of stress and and then there's the juggling act of not letting that interfere with your work. You know, you just have so much heavy stuff personally. And yeah, now you have to try to, like, get it together and, you know, on top of that, maintain your image and maintain body and maintain a diet. You know, when the first thing I would want to do is go to a bar and, like, you know, drink my pain away. Mm, yeah. You know, just drink my pain away and, like... You know, that's not, you got to kind of get it together. Like, that's not an option right now. You know, you have a job to do and, um, you know, it's just, I think over time, you know, as you become a adult, you learn uh, and grow on how to get better at managing your emotions and your feelings and, uh, you know, Paul had, and I had this conversation earlier of just like not letting um, emotions and anger get the best of ourselves and not letting our emotions and anger uh, make poor decisions for ourselves that could affect us financially. 
um, you know, it's, um, you know, you, we get better as adults or we try to, um, but it's really tough. I would say, you know, that's an example for me when just things got really complicated on so many different levels where I felt like I was juggling my life in another country and then helping my family juggle their new life without, you know, without our loved ones, you know. Um, well said. Yeah, no, I, mean, I mean, it's a great question because people tend to want to um, keep the, the sheen over the, 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 I can't even call it glamour, but, you know, the, the TV wrestling sheen that kind of stays over it. Like, people like to stay on that um, in terms of interviews, and so... You know, you asking a question like that, um, especially with you being able to hide behind sunglasses. Well, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm really crying behind these sunglasses. I can tell. No, that's why you have the beard. Don't, I'm gonna it's a sponge. I'm going to walk out of this interview, and I'm going to I go just hope outside. you'll still talk to me. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. It, if, you, if you kneel down and, and say you're sorry, yes, I would well, definitely no, maybe, um, maybe think about it. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, it's kind of it's 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 related to that disease that I was talking about um in that it uh I don't know god I'm getting nerdy like what is that thing that venom is like a symbiote or something it like gets in them and then it takes over yeah right um that's probably a more accurate description and the longer you're in it and the deeper you get into it and the more that you see, um, now it's starting to sound like the skulls or something. Um, <laughs> the uh, the more you um, the more you witness things that you, you you know, and I'm I'm sure Melissa can vouch for me. Where it's like you, there's no way you could make this stuff up. The stuff that you see. You know, to quote uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character in 8mm, you see things that you can't unsee, you know? Yeah. And you, you witness things that you can't, you can't erase. And so for someone who's not experiencing something similar on a similar track, that's a, that's a real tough cookie to, to swallow and to eat, right? Because um, as, a, as a partner, you, you, it, it's not going to work if there's not trust, like tr just like any relationship, really. Mm -hmm. um, but when you compound that with time away, travel, um, mental just like I don't want any noise right now I'm not upset I'm not angry I just don't want to talk to anybody I don't want to hear anyone talk I don't want the TV on I don't I'm gonna go for a walk uh, my phone's in my pocket I'm not looking at it because I'm in the moment wherever I am to just clear my head that ends up sounding more and more like some sort of bullshit excuse, right? And it's like, can you not comprehend that that's from my own, <laughs> like, that's for me. Like, that, I, I, like I need that. Or, or I will, like, or it's not going to be pretty. Like, I don't know, you know, like, I'm going to, because cause you, you, you only have so much of a physical and an emotional, like mental battery, you know, and if you're not recharging that in some way, it's going to conk out and you're, you're fucked. Absolutely. You're fucked. Absolutely. Right. And so much of that emotional battery is, is, is dealing with, with, and I don't mean dealing with like, ah, but just ha having to continue your communication with, with people back at home or across the country or in other parts of the world or, or business partner or, or family or whatever. Like I lost my grandmother when I was in Japan as well. And mm. she was mm -hmm. my dearest relative. Um, 
I loved her to death, and she passed away, and they had a funeral and everything that. when I was in Japan. I'm sorry for yeah. yours as well. It's, but that, you know, and, uh, and so it's just like, there's, there's, there's just, there's no other real path like it, you know? It, it, um, so, but also, I mean, I was an actor before I was ever a wrestler. So just, a, just as being a performer and, 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 and telling stories uh, with your emotions and with your, your behavior and, and with all these things and just really living experiences, right? Because as an actor, you want as many experiences as you can get because then you, your, 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 your color palette is, is much more broad than the person who shuns away from experiences, mm -hmm. right? And, and doesn't want to go out and doesn't want to experience some things. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, I don't want to try that. Like, and I, I was like, well, what the fuck are you ever going to draw from? Right. Right? You're, 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 you're a very shallow well, right? And so um, I relish, I, I, I hate sleeping because I feel like I'm missing out on something. Whatever it might be, it could even just be an idea of something I need to start working on or writing or creating or something. I don't know, right? And that might take five years for that even to culminate, right? But it's still, the, the factory never closes. Whatever the factory is, it's, the factory's a bad, but the, like, the workshop never gotcha. closes. It never shuts off, you know? And so like that's hard to process too, right? Like why did you go to sleep at like five in the morning? Because I just couldn't, right? You want me to take something? Like I'm not going to. Right? I'm not. Um, I might have some herbal essence. Uh, but, you know, you, you find what works for you, right? People do yoga. People do uh, knitting. People uh, bake. People, uh, I don't know, whatever they find. But you, you find something, love something else. Because if this is the only thing you love, it's, um, I mean, that is a, a one-way bullet train at some point it's just it's gonna crash it's gonna crash and that's what so many people who just you know not to put down the working person because like look i i mean i delivered packages for fucking amazon mm -hmm. two summers ago in 110 degree heat in texas I'm not above work. I'm just extremely lucky that I dedicated myself to something that I can still use and that I took care of my body enough to still be able to do this at the age that I am. I won't say what that is. No, but, there's definitely... Like, you know, and so there's just, it's just a never-ending commitment, never-ending right. dedication. It's the only way it's going to happen. It's the only way. So that's how you can really tell who wants this for the right reasons who gets in it because they want to up their their social media numbers that they want to up their only fans account or they want to up their fucking amazon wish list because they're too cheap to buy bed sheets um you know whatever the fuck it is like they're in it for just some bullshit reason right uh, but listening to you i'm kind of torn like i'm you're, you're deep and by the way you're gen x unbelievable like you you got <laughs> thank your act you. together thank you but I had to do all that. All that for Gen X. <laughs> all that just for Gen X. But job, I'm, I'm watching God, you and I'm thinking, I wonder if he wishes, if he went back in time, did he want, would he have become a professional wrestler again? And I'm, I'm trying to figure that in my head as you're speaking. I'm like, he would or he wouldn't. Like, you got all this stuff going inside of you. I mean, would you, if you could start over again, would you have done the professional wrestling gig? Or you would have went, clearly, you're both artists, Man. right? My former partner was an artist. I can't do anything. I can't sing, dance, or anything. Oh, come on. Um, would you do it again? You Actually, know, both of you, I'll ask that question, geez. too. Uh, do you want to please? You wanna... I don't. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I think... I think I would. I think um, I might have, if I were to do it again, though, um, I would have done uh, more stuff outside of wrestling. I think I was on, like, the, you know, when Paul was saying, like, on that bullet train, you know, I, I think 
I would still do wrestling, but um, I would like to just take on other experience and other roles or other jobs and um, broad myself out that way. Um, but I that hit home when you were saying like on the one way. Yeah. Bullet train. Well, here's the thing with that too, though. When you know you're thinking, I I had this great acting coach one time and. He used to always say, it's never too late to tell yourself a new story, you know? And, like, you've reinvented yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We have to. Or we don't. We don't have to. But I think that's something that, like, as, as anyone with an artistic spirit, I mean, my mom's an artist. She's a painter. She's been a painter as long as I've, I've grown up. I can, I, can, I can smell, you know, all her different paints. I mean, it's just what I grew up in. And uh, my father was an attorney. So, um, but, but, so I feel like, you know, it's, that anything that has any kind of artistic nature to it naturally feels the need to reinvent itself. It's, it's just, it's just natural. It's, it's as nature is supposed to be. So, it's never too late. I don't care what age anyone is out there. It's never too late to tell yourself a new story. And the words that we tell ourselves, and I'm the biggest hypocrite for this because I am my biggest uh, uh, detractor or whatever. I'm, I, I'm vicious, vicious to myself. Um, but the words are just, we, you know, we have to tell ourselves different stuff and try to find, you know, like a, it's good to carry around like a thesaurus because if you tend to find yourself with a lot of like really negative words, you know what I mean? Like can't and won't and don't and never and fail and, you know, and all this stuff. And, you know, it's like I failed to do this. And I failed to do this. And like you just start to kind of like shift your verbiage and find a different way. And like, you know, like I was unable to do this at the moment. You know what I mean? Mm. That's like that's something that can still be accomplished as opposed to just like fail. That's the stamp, right? So you find a different shift in how you talk to yourself and, 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 and that will, that'll add longevity to your, at least mm -hmm. to your mental state. Cause otherwise you get so much criticism just from all this voiceless, faceless or I, voiceless to me, but faceless people, social media, right? Social media in my estimation should be used as a tool, a tool to promote stuff. Um, the second you want to get out there hoping to get, uh, I, it sounds terrible, but the second you start getting out there hoping to make, and we've all made friends through social media because it, like, it, it just happens. You meet people with common interests, da-da-da-da-da, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's just, it is what it is. It's a big social community, right? Um, but when you get on there and you start like really hoping for it to be, in a way, your, your, your psychiatrist or your psychologist, uh, Psychiatrists can prescribe drugs, right? Okay, so not that one. When you use social media to be your, your shrink, pretty much, you're fucked. You're fucked. Mm. You're so fucked. You're so fucked you don't even know it. You're so fucked. Because you are now then putting all of your soul, your, your emotions, your, you're putting it all out there, and you're giving it away to just this, this fucking this faceless void yeah of voices right everyone has a voice even the fucking robot accounts have voices <laughs> you know damn mm -hmm. and so you, you know when you put all your when you put all your juice into that oh it, it, it becomes the crudest oil. It's a bad idea. Oh, it's yeah. a bad idea. Uh, and, you know, you're saying gotta, that, I'm like, why would anybody do well, that? nothing's got to be idea. worse, too, if that's what you're throwing it all into. And you said you want something back, right? And then you get nothing back, and you don't get back what you're what expecting. You're expecting. You're fucked. It's destroy. It, it should it's, destroy it's, you. Yeah, yeah, you're opening and you up the door. You still have to go pick up your kids from school, or you yeah. still have to go. Usually, you have it's date night, or you still have to go uh, pick up. You know, go visit your nan in the home, or whatever. Do grocery shopping for your mom, whatever it is. Right, go pick your dad up at the Y. I don't know, but now you're in this fucking mood. You're this power over you, it's all ruined. Your fucking life is over. It's fucking over. <laughs> yeah. Because pubic wow. basketball 24-9 said that <laughs> you 
look overweight and you don't work the way you used to right, and yeah. i just like i that's why i don't sleep i have to admit i that's why i hate i i can't sleep i just can't sleep at night i'm just i can't take it i'm reading all these fucking comments please this is my plea to all you gazillion endless voices out there just stop please oh my god you can't be so cruel Leave me and Britney alone, yes. for crying out loud. Leave Britney alone. God. Yeah, but if you mess with Taylor Swift, man, she's got an army bigger than the China. Can Taylor <laughs> Swift destroy you? <laughs> can Taylor Swift fucking swing some Ginsus? I think not. You know, Taylor Swift should just ask for world peace, and it will just everything will stop. She should. The war, you, you just the war answered in Israel, your own question everything. from earlier. Um, what do we need to do to get out of this mess? <laughs> Taylor, just please. Anoint Taylor Swift president. Stop the war. Yeah. It's just there. Yeah. That's right. Wow. First female president. All right, guys. I couldn't name you a single Taylor Swift song. Is that bad? She no, it's not. No, it's, it's not bad. In fact, she's I couldn't blonde. either. I know that much. Yeah. She's white and blonde. And she's dating a football player. Is she Australian? I don't think so. No, I don't she's even a, fucking I think know. She's, no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, all yeah, I know is that she went to the Jet game and the refs had to throw Sia. the game because she was there voting for the Chiefs or whatever she was doing. I see that definitely is Australian. <laughs> I don't think Danny was, was like Kentucky girls. Yeah, too okay. funny. Question to both of you. In professional wrestling, what was the most important thing that you felt you accomplished in, that, in your career? And not that it's over for either one of you, but at this present day. Gosh, you ask some deep I questions. Know. <laughs> you know yeah you know wow. but do you want to be my friend melissa absolutely oh thank god you see <laughs> it was that so hard that's so hard was that that hard how about you paul you want to be my friend not not paul <laughs> looking into space <laughs> wow will you let him know i'm not talking to him <laughs> Okay. Wow. Is that all? I will only, that... only talk with Abraham. Is that all, all that you want me to tell him? That's it? Yeah. Okay. Paul's not talking to you. I, all right. Okay. Thank you. He only you. wants to talk to Abraham. All right. Abe, Abe, can you ask Paul if he wants to be my friend? Paul, do you want to be his friend? Okay. Is Abe allowed to talk back? Yeah, Abe's cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess he, he did. Officially, and I mean, Gen X. There you go. Yeah, I guess we did. No, I, I, I had a moment there. I'm sorry. But uh, Abraham, know that we're friends again. Abe, could you do me a favor and let them know that they're friends now? Hey, Mike, just letting you know, uh, you and Paul are friends again. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That means I'm not going to do an Instagram about, I'm not going to do an Instagram video about Paul later on, so you're free. You're oh, okay now. Likewise. I wasn't going to dance in front do. of the camera, take my shirt no. off, and make you sick. Well, I mean, would we really be friends if we didn't treasure each other no. on social media? No. What no. was the question again? Though? What was our biggest accomplishment? <laughs> oh, right. After uh, we went through that whole gimmick. This interview. This interview. I think, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's I mean, I like question. who I've become today. I think that's very important. I think my journey and my story, um, I feel really good about um, the person I've become today. Um, I've really uh, found a lot of fulfillment in helping students accomplish, make accomplishments in pro wrestling. That makes me, that's brought me a lot of, brought me a lot of joy um, because, you know, nobody wants to have their, you know, their time or what people bring to the table. Nobody wants to have that wasted to, uh, you know, to other potential students that don't care or, you know, you when you give advice, when you give life advice and, you know, you want, you don't want to be taken for granted or anything so you know i have like my core little group of students in las vegas and um i helped one of them you know get signed to impact and uh, my biggest my happiest story that brought me a lot of joy was um zoe stark on wwe wow and i love telling i mean that story was just so interesting because um you know if i ever if you ever had or if I ever had an opportunity to tell my younger self what to do, basically give them the cheat code, 
cheat code, like Zoe Stark was it for me. Mm. You know, she was so easy to help because she was literally like a younger version of myself. She was she was cheerleader Melissa 1.0, you know, <laughs> like when I met her. And, um, you know, like the story was so crazy at the time because uh, um, I would see her train and I'm thinking like, oh, my God, like she's like, like, you know, very solid in the ring. And then, you know, I found out um, uh, her husband is Tom Howard and yeah, Tom, Tom. Yeah, Tom. Who doesn't love Tom? Yeah. Everybody loves Tom, oh, right? Awesome. Tom God. Howard, UPW. And, Tom. and Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we all got stories with Tom. <laughs> yes. All right. So, yeah, when I found out, like, Tom was, like, her husband, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I need to be friends with this girl because, I mean, if Tom, Tom is so cool, then he's definitely probably got, like, a cool chick or whatever. And then, um, so then at the time, I think it was, like, kind of pre-pandemic, uh, uh, my one of my best friends, um, Awesome Kong, was with AEW at the time, and she was in a position to start bringing up talent or to do something. And she and I've actually like pitched a couple, pitched a couple of girls at first, and she's like, "No, I'd rather have someone who's like not really like known right now. I want to bring up, I want to like create my own stars." And same thing, I was just like, "Well, hey, like there's this girl that trains. She's really good, but not." television it's a whole wrestling for tv and just wrestling is two totally separate beast and she was really good wrestling but she's you could tell that she's had zero tv training at the time and i was just like oh well there's this girl she's you know um she's a uh, uh tom howard's wife and same thing she's like oh my god tom howard i'm like okay okay <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's That's just like, I love Tom. Oh my God. Blah, blah. And I'm like, same thing you just did. Who doesn't yeah. love Tom? And I was like, well, yeah. I was like, and Zoe didn't like know this, but like, I like found some of her footage and sent it to her. And I'm just like, just watch this girl. And he's, she's like, okay, I like her. So got them connected. She's like, okay, really great attitude. Melissa, I need you to do me a favor. I need you. She's like, I'm going to try to get her signed to AEW, but I need you to train her for TV. I was just like, okay, you know, and I'll do anything, like, awesome, con like, we'll do anything for each other. I was just like, okay, not a problem, you know. And so I go and in introduce myself to her and like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what we want to try to do. So that, so we spent a lot of time, like, just kind of, I mean, from her gear, you know, she had like really like basic gear. I had to like update her on her gear. I had to teach her about presents. I had to teach her about like a ring entrance. People don't understand like how important ring entrance is so I'm like that basically starts the story when you come out you know I mean just every, um how to wrestle for television how to wrestle for the hard camera um how to sell that was the only thing like I had to like adjust her a little bit was like her selling because you know Tom Howard trainer so of course she's uh, selling like Andre yeah. the Giant yeah. for a minute there <laughs> and I'm like girl yeah. girl you are not Andre yeah. You 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 are not Andre, dude. You make the other person look. Yeah, like you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so um, so spent a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time, and then the pandemic hit, and that was rough because I took um, quarantine very seriously. So and she would still go to training and and send me footage and. And, you know, and time was going by and, and AEW just wasn't listening to Kia. She was calling people directly, say, hey, you need to hire this girl right now. And oh, wow, really? yeah, and they just wouldn't. Yeah, she, her voice wasn't really being heard um, and it was getting really frustrating. So at a time where we kind of felt a little hopeless, um, we had a game plan and the game plan was okay, let's create some buzz around her. We know um, Shimmer's running a show during the collective. You know, one of the collective shows they run. Oh, right. And, and I'm always on every single Shimmer show, but I wasn't going to be because I was taking quarantine seriously. So, you know, uh, that's when, you know, I reached out to um, my friend Allison Danger, who's also, you know, we're both really good friends with Dave and kind of told her what was going on. Like, hey, listen, like, need you to help me with her and if she's if i'm not going to be on the shimmer show that means there's a spot open and zoe stark her name was zoe at the time but and she needs to have my spot if there is a spot available and this girl's going to take my spot 
Um, and then, fast forward, long story short, the collective happens, and a WWE talent scout came and offered her a tryout. And so she, it worked. Our plan worked. Oh, because the plan was was to create a lot of buzz around her from the Shimmer Show, which is what we did. But then a talent scout came in from WWE, gave her a tryout, which was great because that's when, like, when I said the cheat codes to life, because I have failed enough tryouts to know exactly what they're looking for. So I was like, listen, I failed at all of these tryouts. Let me tell you exactly what to do. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to work on. <laughs> this is weak. Work on this. You're okay in this. So I... It was like a two-week, like, cramp, you know, prep training for her tryout, and she nailed it and got signed, and she's been killing it ever since. But it just feels really good. I mean, that her journey getting signed was probably one of my best fulfilling moments. I mean, I wish I could say it was, like, other things that I've done, but but just taking all of my past knowledge and helping someone who truly deserved it. But it kind of shows so the person fulfilling. you are because you could have chosen different things, but you chose how you helped another individual be successful. It's yeah. pretty impressive stuff, man. It's pretty good. It was so fulfilling. Like it made me so happy and like she did me proud, but I mean like but the whole journey, I mean, it just felt so it just felt so good and especially, you know, you if you have a lot of like valuable knowledge, you don't you don't want that wasted and you don't want anybody to waste your time, you know, and it sucks whenever you feel that way. And she never, ever made me feel that way. And she was really, you know, persistent and always, you know, I had the door open for her. She called me and texted me anytime she wants. She would send me footage and I'd basically critique it again. Like all of my critiques were television style, you know, because I knew at the time that was like her weak point. But I mean, I just how she took the ball and like ran with it. It just made me feel really good. Oh, and he, oh, and, and it was so satisfying for awesome Kong when WWE picked her up because she was just like, I was right. I was yeah. right. I it felt, she felt so good to go back and be like, I told you so. Right. I told you so. Wow. I told you and I told you and I told you to call her and sign her right now. And you did it. And WWE's got her now. So you, Oh wait, hold on. Yeah. Wait, AEW. Wait, so oh, there was a lot. Oh, there's, so there was a, a experienced veteran, or a, a respected experienced veteran, and oh, and they didn't they didn't listen to that experience. No, right. Really? Oh, yeah. that's so. Right. That yeah. That seems so like not She's like just, them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> it was the validation Awesome Kong needed when when she got signed. It was the validation she needed. She's just like, I'm not crazy. I know I'm not crazy. I know talent. I knew there was something with this girl. I know I'm not crazy, you know. So it was, I mean, it was very fulfilling for me, but I think it was probably the most satisfying with her, for her to just be like, mmm, fuck you. <laughs> she was like, I knew now it. Now was she wrestling against Rhea Ripley Survivor Series, right? Oh, my gosh. That's how amazing is that? I, it's amazing. I mean, when she got signed, it kind of felt like my kid was kind of going off to college. Yeah. And it was just like, I want to keep helping you, but, like, you're kind of getting to the point where, like, I'm not going to be in that position anymore, you know? And it was just like, <laughs> oh, come back. But, no, I need her to keep going and keep doing her thing and making sure that she surrounds herself with, you know, the right people. And same thing, you know, I gave her the speech, you know, don't let your emotions make your decisions. Mm. And she may not be your last. I mean, there might be other. Right? No, there was. Right? A, yeah, I helped uh, another student, Jay Vidal, get signed to Impact. Oh, cool. Yeah, and he's doing. I mean, and we talk all the time. Actually, we still train together once a week, and our training consists of our training maybe two hours, but the first hour is just like this. It's it's talking. It's venting. Oh, okay. It's yeah. venting. It's having a conversation, and it's kind of. It's kind of hitting the reset button on his mindset because yeah. it's very easy for people to be frustrated with, you know, either certain individuals or the, or the position that they're in at the time. It may yeah. not be the ideal position they want to be in, or um, bring some outside bullshit into the ring. Yeah, outside like, BS. Yeah, it's... So, so it's basically my training with Jay is like the first hour is kind of a therapy session. And yeah. get his head back in the game. And then we work out, do some stuff, and do a bunch of cardio. And then when we leave, we kind of like, okay, you know, here's our next game plan. This is what I want you to do. Here's some stuff I want you to write out. And uh, let's have a new approach. And that way you kind of go back into work having a different mindset instead of a frustrated mindset. 
Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right, guys, we're out of time. Oh, incredible. Sorry. Oh, no. Both I'm... of you, incredible. Um, I want to thank you for taking the time. Wish I got to see you guys at the big event more, but, but you know. By the well, way, how did you guys like the big event? It was big. Yeah, it was and big. It's a big and it was a event. <laughs> I mean, wow. I didn't even, that's, a great, that's a good answer. I didn't even make it to the other side. Like, uh, one of my good friends, Rene Dupree, like the Resistance reunion was at the table, kind of in the middle section of the whole thing facing us. But that was the farthest I got was just walking to like the midway point and back. Like, I didn't get to even go to the other side. The huge Rhea Ripley line was like kind of blocking our table mm. for the most part because it just like started to go around the track, um, and you know so. But how does it feel for both of you to be so beloved still after as time keeps going on that all these fans still remember you? And it's I got mugged. You got what? I got mugged. They hate me. No, I'm sure. What? Okay. <laughs> I was about to say it's what? Like, who mugged you? Like you were. <laughs> I got stabbed. Behind, was, behind yeah. the table, beside <laughs> no. me the whole time. And you still made it to the interview. You got Actually, stabbed and you're still that, here. That's why I was late. Yeah. Patching up. That would happen to you, Yeah, they, they clothed me. Sometimes I, sometimes I wonder how you have not been kidnapped. Uh. <laughs> 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 I just opened my mouth and they're like, actually, we don't want this guy. Get, get, get him out of the van. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just, just like, oh, we got him. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, Wrong. Fuck. Yeah. Kind of like, reminds me of someone I flew to New York. I was like, yeah, no, send it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this one's from Texas. <laughs> Go back, please. Yeah. I want to thank you guys, incredible, huge fans. Thank you for you, what you've done for the industry. Thank you for everything, and I wish you all the best. This has been Mike Monty for Monty DeFaro. We'll see you, I guess, in another 15 minutes. Thank where you, we got Brian. downtown Bruno. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you soon, guys. Thank you for joining us on Sunday.